Hi, and welcome back to the Valencia Property Podcast. A new year and a chance to celebrate the first anniversary of this podcast. The big question this year will be what developments do we have in store as our big idea for this year after this podcast was so well received in 2022? And the answer to that is, well, I'm not sure yet. As 2022 was our most successful year so far, the main idea should be just to keep on keeping on, right? I assume, anyway. One year ago this week, we produced our first podcast, all about your timelines for buying Valencia property. You can listen back to it in the show notes, because just like everything we do on the podcast and in the blog, the information is still relevant today. And you need to have a plan in place to successfully buy Valencia property. Of course, we can help you with that. A year of the podcast has answered a lot of questions that people have about buying Valencia property, moving to Valencia and other relevant things such as currency transfer, banks and a whole lot more. But of course, you may have some more questions that we haven't answered. Therefore, the first invite today is to put out a general question to all of you listening to the podcast. What would you like to hear more of on the podcast and do you have any specific questions about anything to do with Valencia? As you will hear, with some questions today that we've answered later on. The first part of the podcast is to direct you to our latest blog posts, of course, and you can find all of the links in the show notes. We started the month with the long trail post about craft beer in Valencia, and we've already had thanks for this one from people taking up the recommendations and following along. Not in a bar crawl type of way, as that would be just, well, it'd just end messily. When the beers are as strong as some of those featured in the blog, that might happen. But in a which place should we try this weekend type of way, a lot more civilized if you ask me. And that's asking me, by the way, I couldn't try many of these beers because, um, well, I'm just allergic. We then did a post based on the last podcast, which came out at the start of December, about what happened in the Valencia property market in 2022, but with more details and stats. It's interesting to see the movements in the market and how it's been affected by the interest rate rises and more, and it gives you a good idea of what's likely to be happening as we move into 2023 too. Our most popular post of the month, at least for me to write along with my colleagues, was the what type of clients are you post that followed. This was all about the types of clients, good and bad, that we see as agents. And guess what? The new year has brought us a new type of client, which we'll be adding into the post very soon, the twitchy renter. The twitchy renter sees the agent as a tour guide to take them to see lovely properties all over the place, which bear no relation to each other in style, price or location. A bit like the Bertie Bassett, which we will also be adding into the post. The twitchy renter already lives in Valencia very comfortably renting, but paying a ridiculous amount for that rental. And that relationship between the comfort of the rental and the pain of the monthly rent payment makes them want to see other places which could be theirs. However, they will never choose a place. And the reason they won't choose a place is the pain of the rental every month is not quite enough to make anywhere else seem worth it because the rental has been their home for a couple of years. 
This current itch they need to scratch will not end in a purchase and in a year's time we'll be asked to take them to see other things which will be more expensive and suit them less because the budget has now reduced after another year of paying out a painful, but not too painful, rental. The final post of December was all about the best posts we've written during the year and an overview of some of the best images from the year too. We looked back month by month at the most popular posts from each month and photos we'd taken during that month. And again, you can see that in the show notes. We started 2023 with a long requested post judging by all of the online questions about this topic. Why do Americans move to Valencia and even Spain? So we sent out the bat signal to our clients, mostly our American clients, but also we had some Canadian clients who answered. And we took a look at some of the answers we could find in one of the Facebook groups we keep an eye on. Americans in Spain, by the way, this one. There are so many reasons, but to quote Janet and many others, the reasons boil down to the political situation in the States, healthcare, climate, healthier lifestyle, food, a welcoming populace, location, culture, and, well, so many other reasons. Read the post, it's in the show notes, especially if you're American. As I said in the post, if you wanna get away from Trump, maggots, gun nuts, and religious zealots, and you dislike the way the Supreme Court is going, maniacs like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who makes Sarah Palin look sane, and any number of angry situations that can be inflamed at any moment and someone always has a gun, well, that's just a few reasons to make Valencia your home, as you'll never see any of that again until you go online. Now let's take a look at some of the questions and answers for this month. Jude asked, how do commissions work on buying a property in Valencia, as it seems different to the rest of Spain? Well Jude, that's half true. It's different to most of Spain, but there are other parts of the country that work in the same way. Here in Valencia, the commission is paid by both buyer and seller. Essentially, it's split. As we've said before in the blog, if the agent tells you you don't pay anything, they're not working for you. They're working for the seller to try and get the maximum price for the property. Here in Valencia, the selling agent will happily charge the buyer as well as the seller, but again, that doesn't mean they're working for you. Getting a buyer's agent will mean someone is looking out for you. As buyer's agents, we first try to understand what you are looking for and give you honest feedback about how likely you are to find that property. And then we trawl through the market to find properties that match your requirements. And honestly, there won't be many. I've done a blog post about that as well. You pay for the buyer's agent to have someone working for you, but your costs are not increased because you would be paying the selling agent anyway. Essentially, look for 3% both sides on commissions in Valencia. In other parts of Spain, the selling agent commission can be anything from 5 to 10%. And as a buyer, you think you haven't paid anything. Well, I've got some news for you. You have. You've paid more than you could ever dream of. And the reason is because that price is wrapped up in the price of the property. Doubt what I'm saying? Just go to any estate agent site in Valencia and look at the Vende con nosotros page, which is sell your house with us, where they promise the seller to get the maximum price for their property. That's why you need a buyer's agent.
Eric asked, is it easy to get a job in Valencia? And the answer, especially if you're not fluent in Spanish, is a resounding no. It's easy to bring a job with you now that working from anywhere is more common, but going out into the job market after arriving in Valencia with no experience, lower language skills than the locals and non-convalidated qualifications is extremely difficult. As someone with a degree and a master's from the UK, I know how hard it is to get recognition of non-Spanish qualifications here, so if you need to work here, then it might not be the best place to come unless you have a highly specialised skill which can't be found here. If that's the case, then some companies will sponsor you to come here and work. However, the job search is done beforehand, and in all of this answer I still haven't mentioned the visa issue, and whether you have the right to live and work here as a non-EU citizen. And that's something we'll be talking about in the next podcast, hopefully, with the advent of the remote worker or digital nomad visa. It might be the next one, it might be the one after that. It depends when the full details come out. Serial Valencia Property Contest winner Dave asked, Hi Dave, by the way asked, are apartments on or nearer the ground floor level cheaper or more expensive than those located higher up? Assuming like for like spec, of course. Well, the answer to that is, it depends on a few factors, but the main one is whether there is a lift in the building. If there is, then the highest flats, the penthouses, are more expensive. Whereas, in apartments without a lift, the higher you go, the cheaper the property. With a lift, the higher floors are not really more expensive until you get to the apartments with terraces, especially the penthouses, or as they're known here, the attics. One of the other factors can be light. If there's less light at lower floor levels due to narrow streets or shadow from neighbouring buildings, then lower floors are often cheaper. Some Valencians like middle floor flats as they're better insulated by the flats surrounding them, but others feel that there is more noise on middle level flats from above, below and the sides, so don't like them. Horses for courses, really, but basically, no lift means cheaper the higher you go. I was on a phone call to Steph, and she asked me about coming to live in Spain as the partner of an EU national. In this case, a Spanish partner. Is it possible to do this and work here? And the answer is, yes. She'll need a document, in her case from the UK, to prove she hasn't got any impediments that stop her registering as a perejeliecho, which is an unmarried or domestic partner. She can then come over with her partner and find an apartment to live where they can get on the padron, and once done, they can start the application process to be recognised as a civil partnership in Spain. Once that's done, she can work in Spain too. Steph was looking at the digital nomad visa as an option as well, but as we're still waiting for details of that, of course, end of March is the final date apparently, this process for the Pereje de Hecho is a lot simpler. So if you've got an EU partner, well, it's easy to do. If you haven't, maybe think about getting one. Don't tell your current partner though. Eugene asked me about prices in and around Valencia last year, as well as a prediction for 2023. 
Well, prices in Valencia went up on average by about 10.8% according to Idealista and 6-7% according to the Instituto de Estadística, the INE. So it totally depends on which figures we take as gospel, and we never take figures in Spain as gospel because there are three or four other stats which come out and they are all variable as well. You get one from the notary's office, you get one from the property registry, there are all sorts of things and they all differ. But let's just say between 6 and 6 and 11 percent. However, the rises weren't uniform of course. Prices were up just 2.4% in Algiros, for example, an area of Valencia, and 18.3% in Cuatro Carreras, on average. The reason is, in Cuatro Carreras, there's a lot of new builds which are more expensive. Outside the city, the figures are frankly mad. Tabernas Blancas went up by about 50.4% last year, according to Idealista. Now, can I just say at this point, that's rubbish. They didn't. They were asking prices to start with, and as there is such a small sample size in a town of this size, a few higher price properties being put onto the market can have a huge influence on the averages. However, we can see that the area on the metro line to the north of Valencia has had the largest rises, and we think we know why. Mercadona's announcement of their new headquarters, which they are currently building, to the north of Valencia, the supposed new Volkswagen Gigafactory for making batteries, which is going to be built in Segundo, and other planned large job-creating projects to the north of the city are having a huge effect in that area. As regards what may happen in 2023, I honestly don't know, but there are a few hot takes which may influence investors' minds. Prices in Torrent are still 50% below the historic maximum price set in 2008, just before the financial crisis. And in Pueblo de Fanals, it's also 44.6% below that of the 2008 figure. But prices have risen there by 13% this year. By the way, Pueblo de Fanals is also in the north of Valencia area, near to the new headquarters of Mercadona. Both of these areas are good for investors looking to buy places to rent out because the prices are low and rental returns high due to their proximity to Valencia, their proximity to the new factories that are being built and their size. Within the city, prices in Valencia on average are still 15.1% below the maximum price recorded, which was in 2008 before the financial crisis. The biggest drop-off at the moment is Benny Calap. But here's some local knowledge for you that is it's a totally false figure. It's 33% below because all of the asking prices in 2011 in Benicolap were for the spanking new tower blocks that couldn't be sold for love and money because prices have been dropping for two years post the financial crisis at that point. But developers needed to recover costs from the build and land purchases and had huge loans from the bank to cover so they couldn't drop the prices and get rid of them when they were finally finished. Camins Algarao and Benny Maclet at 16 and 18% below maximum prices still have room to move and plenty of rental demand. Lots of students in those areas. Related to this, Steve asked us about property sales. Did we see increases or decreases in the number of transactions this year? Well, as an agency, we saw increases, as we mentioned in our blog post. We talked about earlier about the overview of the market in 2022. Our sales doubled. Now this wasn't the case across the market as a whole, but we're doing something right of course, of which this podcast is a small part. Over the year, a number of sales of properties in the Valencian community was near to 100,000. That's the largest number of sales in a year since before the financial crisis. So yes, notaries were very busy. 
Luckily, we get plenty of answers to my request for questions, so there are actually more of these to come next month. We got plenty of questions, I'll be doing those next month, so if your question hasn't been answered, remember, we do do more podcasts. In news from Valencia, work is starting this quarter on the extension of the railway stations in Valencia, which will include the extension of the Central Park. Uh, We always say to people, we don't know when this will happen, we could all be dead by then, but it looks like it's starting now. The project will take five years, let's say, or perhaps longer, but will more than double the capacity of the train station for the high-speed network coming down from Madrid and along the Mediterranean corridor from Barcelona and down to Alicante and beyond. It looks like a really good project. In sport, both Valencia and Levante have progressed into the next round of the Spanish Cup and Levante are now threatening the top positions in the second division and looking for a promotion push. And as season ticket holder, I say, touch wood. However, it's now Friday evening, Friday the 6th, it's King's Day today and they've just drawn away at Sporting Gijón and Sporting are near the bottom, so not the greatest result in the world. Our feature content this month is includes a previous podcast, which we mentioned before, and a list of our blog posts for the month. You can find everything in the show notes. We have the podcast, the original podcast, all about your timelines for buying Valencia property. We have the blog posts about the Valencia property craft beer bar crawl, the overview of Valencia property market in 2022, which type of client are you, the best of Valencia property in 2022, and why do Americans move to Valencia? No recommended video this month, but we might start that again next month. Anyway, until next month, we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. The music in the background is by Ghost Drones and Kevin McLeod, and this is a production of Valencia Property. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Mastodon, Instagram, and more. Yes, we're still on Twitter despite Elon Musk, but moving on to other platforms a bit more. See our show notes, and if you need to contact us, remember that our mail is information at valencia-property.com. And you can also contact us on WhatsApp, and you can find the information about that on our webpage, which is www.valencia-property.com, or for the blog, www.valencia-property.com, backslash new. More next month. Hasta la vista, baby.